It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Viegas. And I'm your host, Todd Marquardt. We are a little farther apart today. If you are viewing us on Facebook live stream, we are practicing social distancing with this current virus spreading around right now. So we want to be safe and cautious, still live today and taking calls. And we did not get to go to Pancake Joe's today to enjoy our breakfast. Instead, I got to go to the House of Bran. No, this is all strange for me, Christiana. Um <laughs> If you mess up my routine, you mess with my emotions. Oh, no. And I'm a, I'm a Lutheran, and I'm an Aggie. If I do something once, it's tradition. And <laughs> this COVID-19 has rocked my world. Oh, wow. It uh, certainly is a shortage on getting eggs and other breakfast items and resorting to the old-fashioned school breakfast of cereal for some of us. And fortunately, I was able to take the bus today. They practiced a new order where they are allowing free transit fares. That's right. So you won't be paying anything when you get on the bus, but only until April 1st. This is to help lower the risk of having social contact. Make sure that you give enough space for people in front of you and behind you to get on the bus and just shuffle on board. Remember to wash your hands with soap and water if you don't have hand sanitizer. Aside from remembering about our current reality in the present, what is the purpose of having Talk Law Radio, even live today, Mr. Marquardt? The mission of Talk Law Radio is to help you discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants us as attorneys to discuss the law with the public, but does not want attorneys to give specific legal advice, because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing. Nothing provided herein should be used as a substitute for the specific legal advice of competent legal counsel. Before we get started, let's begin with the prayer. Of course. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing or failing to do your will. Please help Mark Steffens, Christiana, and me give good information to the listeners about estate sales today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So thank you for joining us, Mark. How are you doing this morning? Oh, fine. Thanks. So tell us a little bit about your education and experience. Um, My whole family's from here. I was born and raised here. Um, My experience uh, as far as um, I... Have you been doing estate sales your whole life? Yes. 
pretty much, well, since 1983. Wow. I, I got into it. I was going to uh, garage sales, estate sales, and just kind of picked it up. And uh, then I met some uh, a uh, gentleman that mentored me into it. That really? taught me everything. I mean, everything. I and have, this is before the internet. I have a mentor, and he says, I taught Todd everything he knows. Not everything I know, but everything he knows. So what was the first surprising thing that you learned about estate sales when you went into it? Well, it's it's hard to say, but estate sales, I mean, you 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 have to deal with the family, their emotions, and uh, pretty much like Todd, the law, you know, you have to be very careful about estate sales. Which we'll be covering a little bit later on in the show, exactly what kind of laws to be looking out for. Right. Well, let me start with the word estate. Everybody has an estate. That's the property that you own, including your own body. And even if it's just your favorite pair of boots, this is your estate. It could include your your small house, your small car, or it could be the mansion on the hill, but it doesn't have to be. So an estate is everything that you own, and after you pass away, well, that's your probate estate or your trust estate. So like if someone had a collection of iPhones, video games, records... Yes, that's an estate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, Mark, so tell us what is interesting to you about this business. Why did you decide in 1983 that this is what you wanted to do? Well, back in 83, I had I just had antique shops up in up in Dallas Fort Worth area. And customers were constantly coming to us, me and my business partner coming to us and wanting us to do estate sales. And slowly, I got into it. I really didn't. I really didn't want to at the at the time. And then eBay came along and and hurt our our business as far as the shops. So then we just started doing estate sales. Closed all the shops and started doing estate sales continuously. Okay. Did you ever jump into an eBay situation? Not, not as much as, uh, as, uh, it kind of drove the market down as far as prices. You know, something was worth a hundred dollars and now eBay, there's 50 of them on there. So now it's worth $10. Yeah. I'm sure eBay likes that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a quick story about eBay. Um, when it was new, I wanted to try and figure it out. So I found this Batman sign for my son, who was like three or four years old. It was a neon sign, and uh, I was the only one that bid on it, and I won it for like one cent. The catch was I had to pay over $20 to have it shipped from China. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) That's sometimes the catch. You know, they they draw you in at a cheap price, but... In reality, a lot of people just don't look at that shipping, that shipping charge. And yeah. that's where they really get you, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, our our 
estate sales, you know, you can buy it, you can feel it, you can touch it, and you can, you, uh, it's there. You can walk home with it that yeah. same day. And we're always priced cheaper than eBay anyways. And people, you know, have to realize that, that when you're, when you're buying something on eBay, you're, it could come broken. It could come chipped. You just really don't know in a picture what it really, really looks like. Right. Or what shape it's in. So, you know, um, buying it live, so to speak, is is a lot better. So tell me about um, the, you're in the industry that you're in. What do you do to set yourself apart as far as... Um, your reputation and letting people know that uh, they're getting somebody who's experienced? Well, I mean, like I said, I had a mentor one time, and he, back then, there was no internet. So I he made me read books, and then he showed me, like, marks, the feel of something, the color, the glazing things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I can I can go into anybody's house and I can spot something a mile away. Nowadays, you've got to be careful of reproductions cuz it looks like it, but it really isn't what you think it is. And I'm I'm probably who knows how many other people out there can tell you exactly unmarked unmarked like unmarked pottery. Mm-hmm. I can spot and tell you what it is. You know. Or I can tell you it's a reproduction. You also said something about being insured and bonded. What does that mean? Well, it's just it's just a safety precaution of going into somebody's house and having them fall or steal something, break something, and it also keeps us from, you know. So you give them comfort by letting them know that you're insured and bonded because if yeah. something bad happens your right. insurance company will pay right. them back and Which... we will come right back after this commercial here on talk law radio with todd marquardt stay tuned after this commercial you've heard him on talk law radio now work with his firm yourself Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. They can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. And we're back with Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas, and we're interviewing Mark Steffens from Trash to Treasure, who is helping us understand what to anticipate about estate sales and what kind of uh, bonds and laws should you be expecting when entering into that kind of industry? We were talking about insurance and bonding. Have yeah. you ever had to make a claim? No, not in since who knows, but never. Yeah. Ever. So you just 
still carry that insurance to make people comfortable. Right, yeah. Okay. Well, I want to take this time just to mention that we do have new episodes coming. Uh, we're, we're booked. But I would still like to hear from you. And I'm open to your ideas about what I should be researching and providing to you on the radio. If you have a question about any area of law, give us a call, Christiana. Our number is 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. Or visit us on our Facebook page, Talk Law Radio, and you can leave a comment in our live stream, and we'll be able to give you a shout-out on the air. Yeah, and if you want to talk to Mark Steffens from Traster Treasure about estate sales, you can call us right now, too. What's the number? 210-308-8867 here on Talk Law Radio. Okay, Mark, what's going on right now? Uh, We've got a sale going on right now through tomorrow at uh, Pike's. Pipe Creek, right? Pike creek where am i getting the other from i don't know (laughs) and you said it's easy to find yeah uh if you go out bandera which most people have gone out bandera road before west west if you see the big huge cross on top of the hill we're on the bottom of the hill right below it and are there signs yeah there's signs out on the freeway and uh yeah it's it's not far from there and there's a lot of interesting things there. It was it was a ranch house, so I was just going to ask you what kind of interesting things there were. There's some uh, an art by there's some furniture there by an artist. I don't know who or a furniture artist up in the hill country somewhere. That's he makes this furniture out of driftwood and cypress you know and then lacquers it it's it's incredible so people should bring their pickup truck or moving (laughs) truck yeah and then there's a you know there's some some uh what i call mounts you know deer mounts antelope and uh and a stuffed bobcat if somebody's looking for a stuffed stuffed bobcat but yeah awesome but, I could foresee a lot of pranks coming up with that bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if you're in the area or you're looking for something to do, head out to Pipe Creek. If you want to reach Mark tomorrow while he's at the estate sale or learning about any other kind of locations he's going to have up, he did give his number available at 210 39. Okay, and he also has a Facebook page. From time to time, he will make an announcement about a sale coming up. I've, I've followed him on those, and when I have time, I like to go. Uh, my daughter and I went to an estate sale one time, and uh, there were three buses, school buses, for sale, and I don't think any of them were running but it was just interesting to see full-size buses on this property. Um, I'm sure you've seen lots of other interesting things at other estate sales. Yeah, we did a we did a sale one time in uh, Bandera. This huge thirty-acre ranch, and this guy had a bulldozer, 
20 cars, two helicopters. Well, not helicopters, but the one-manned helicopters. I forget what they call them. But oh. Yeah, and I mean, this guy was a big collector. Plus, he went to, he was military, so he went to all the military auctions and just dumped the stuff on the property. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was a it was actually a two-week two weekend sale. We had to split the house and the property up into two parts. Wow. Oh yeah, there was just, it was it was unbelievable what was there. And so what kind of strategies do you use to help make sure that everything gets sold at the highest price possible? Well, you know, you just you you we have reductions every day, so you just kind of have to start out high in the beginning on a on a on a Friday, but not that high because you don't want to run everybody off. So yeah, so th- there's really two kinds of people: the the sellers who who want you to maximize the revenue, right, and the buyers who are just looking for interesting things. Well, you have to realize also that you know. The more I make, the more the client makes. Uh huh. So I'm 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 out. I'm always for them, not anybody else. Right. You know, I'm not going to give it away. One time, you told me that there's there's more buyers out there than people see. You have contacts with lots of collectors all over the world, right? Right. Yeah. And so, how does that work? You you let them know if you see something interesting. Yeah, uh, we've got we've got clients everywhere. So, and a lot of times the the the, the company that that uh, we uh, will put something unusual on eBay strictly for them, for the client, and and do an inter, you know do it internationally. And we've sold some stuff for big money, you know, for the client to go. Uh, International and that benefits the estate, right? Well, that it benefits the estate and you know the client. You know, so, I don't make as much because I'm just doing it out, you know, as a favor to the company, uh, the client, because uh, I have to pay the fees for eBay and everybody else. Oh, but I make enough, you know, and it goes for it goes for a lot of money, anyways. So. So this is something that you can do that those uh, new type of estate sales companies popping up don't have the experience to do. Right. Well, I mean, and the, and the new the new companies that are popping up. I mean, always. If I mean, if you're if you're going to uh, interview a, a company, at least make sure that. They don't have another – they don't have a business. In other words, they don't have a shop because a lot of times uh, the stuff at the end of the sale goes right into their shop, whereas us, we donate everything at the end, or the family does. We move on to the next sale. But the newer companies, I mean, just do your homework and make sure – They've they've been in business for a while, and that uh, they know what they're looking at. I mean, a lot of these these younger uh, companies have no clue what they're looking at. They don't know the difference between crystal 
or cut glass or mm-hmm. press glass, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know, they don't know reproduction from anything else. So basically, if they don't know the marks or what they're looking at, they're going to price it wrong, which which in turn makes the uh, makes the uh, estate the, sale the the client or the estate mm-hmm. make less money. Yeah, a lot less. And and the whole purpose for the estate is to make some money. And so let me just talk about the estate real quick. Um, there's a a law in Texas, section three five six point oh oh one of the Texas Estates Code that says that unless there are other exceptions, estate property may not be sold without a court order. One exception is if your will gives the executor the power to sell. Well, what two things have to happen in order for a will to be useful? Do you know? Nope. You have to die. (laughs) (laughs) And the judge has to approve of it. But wait, isn't there a step that has to be done before you die? Well, you have to have a will. And sign it. Right. It has to be signed, witnessed, and notarized. So what if you don't have a will? Well, you can still ask to the probate court to open administration. There's always a, a backup to a will. It just takes longer and it's more expensive and complicated. So can I ask what's the difference between an estate sale and a yard sale? When do you have to worry if the court's going to get involved in you clearing out your closet? Well, Mark can, can answer <laughs> this. Uh, the estate is after somebody passes away, but has anybody ever hired you to do a yard sale while they were still alive? Well, it's it's called a living estate, and basically, I didn't know, but probably about about seven years ago, I got my first call, and this couple was moving. So basically, it's a downsize, uh-huh. which I call living estate or a downsizing sale. Okay. Yeah, because those are real popular now because people are selling off their big houses and moving into, you know, a smaller house. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents did it. The minute we were we flew the nest, they they moved into a into a little house or a little uh, uh, townhouse, and basically, you're not coming back home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, and did you help them with that? Did you say I'm the expert on this? No, I didn't. I did. We didn't. Uh, they didn't sell anything until I had to do their estate sale, which was probably the hardest thing I ever had to do in my entire life, because it's it's personal now, right? Which now you get the feeling of of what it's really like mm-hmm. and how you treat a client because. I've been through it, and so, I know exactly, you know, what they're going through. So if you want to share some of the personal feelings that you had to go through in preparing for an estate sale, or if you're confused about how to prepare for one, we are taking questions live today on Talk Law Radio. If you dial 210-308-8867, we are taking live calls today with questions about preparing for estate sales. I had uh, some experience with this sort of when I was trying to buy buy a, a building for my law office. Uh, 
Well, the guy that was selling had been there for like 50 years. And so this wasn't just a building to him. It was his friend. And he wasn't going to sell it for market value. He wanted to sell it for <laughs> what he thought it was worth. Well, memories. Right. Yeah. And and he, and when I did when I did my parents' house, normally normally a house for us to set up takes about three or four days unless they're a hoarder. But my parents, it it should have taken me three days with the help of my brother and my sister. It took us three weeks because like we kept picking up stuff and going, Oh, I remember this. And it's like, Oh my goodness, we need to stop this and get this right. done. But during the sale, it was really bad because people were making horrible remarks about my parents' stuff. And I had to bite my tongue, you know, knowing that it was really my stuff or my parents' stuff, memories. So the, your clients that have the estate, do you recommend that they stay away? Well, yeah, we always tell them to stay away because it's, it's, it's emotional. It's an emotional thing. And I recommend that you stay in your seats and wait for this commercial to be over. When we come back here on Talk Law Radio, we're taking calls again, 210 8867 Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marcourt. I'm your co host, Christiana Viegas, and we're here today live with Mark Steffens from Trash to Treasure learning about estate sales. So, Mark, what can you tell us a little bit about the procedures that you take at these estate sales? Is everybody kind of crowded in all trying to get a look at everything, or are you trying to keep some kind of order? Well, we've always had a had limits to how many people come into the to the house because of breakage and other things. But now we're down to say six people per house, and that's to Avoid catching COVID-19. Yes. And, you know, social distancing and everything else. But you're still having the sale. Oh, yeah. Right now. Yeah. In Pipe Creek. Yes. (laughs) And I am booked till May, and even I've got May already half full. Because a lot of people have sold their houses, and they're closing on the houses, so the estate has to be cleared out one way or another. So you know? you're an essential business. I'm in a central business, and it has to keep going no matter what. Because, I mean, you realize that what's the family going to do? Just give it away instead of trying to at least make some money off it and sell it. Is anybody you know? selling toilet paper at these estates? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're keeping ours. <laughs> But no, I mean, uh, so you've got this sale in Pipe Creek today, and if you're interested to go, tell us where it is again. It's uh, out Bandera West, West, and just look for the big cross on top of the hill, and we're at the bottom of the hill. But there's the, signs out on the highway. You'll see signs on the yeah. highway. Let me take a moment to explain some probate things, um, because before you sell 
anything from an estate, you either have to have a court order or you have to have a probated will that gives the executor the power to sell. Without that authority, bad things could happen. You've probably seen bad things happen with families, right, when they're all sweet to each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's amazing that it, it even happened in my family. I mean, everybody was sweet and, you know, but it's amazing that when somebody passes that the worst comes out in everybody. So you want to make sure you follow the right procedure so that your own family member doesn't haul you into court and complain that you've breached your fiduciary duty. If you are a surviving spouse or a minor child or an incapacitated adult child or an unmarried adult child living in the decedent's home, you might be entitled to exempt property or a family allowance. Exempt property is listed in Section 42.002 of the Texas Property Code, and I'll just list some of these things out to let you know what the state of Texas thinks is important. Exempt property could include home furnishings, including family heirlooms, provisions for consumption, like in the refrigerator, farming or ranching vehicles and implements, tools, equipment, books, and apparatus, including boats and motor vehicles included, used in a trade or profession, wearing apparel, jewelry not to exceed 25% of the aggregate limitations, two firearms, athletic and sporting equipment, two-wheeled, three-wheeled, or four-wheeled motor vehicles for each member of the family, Uh, the following animals and forage on hand for their consumption, two horses, mules or donkeys, and a saddle blanket and bridle for each, 12 head of cattle, 60 head of other types of livestock, 120 fowl, and household pets. And what about the custom kitchen sink? Yes, (laughs) that's part of the house. Just making sure. I mean, it wasn't installed when the house was originally there, so just wanted to make sure, covering all of those uh, refurnishings that are done around. Yeah, the last estate sale I went to had uh, rabbit pens. Yeah, we've sold pretty much everything. Yeah. And a lot of times now, it depends on if the house is being sold as is. So if the house is being sold as is, we can pretty much sell everything in the house even the appliances well the the appliances even even when we do sell at a regular sale sale you know the anything attached to the house is is awesome. has to stay with the house yeah. and it's and it's strange years ago like about 8 years ago I learned I learned from a realtor which I didn't know that uh, like this weekend, we've got we've got flat screens attached to the walls. Well, you can sell the flat, you can sell the TV. You can't sell the mount because oh, it's okay. attached. Right. Legally, it's attached to the house. Yeah, see? we call those fixtures. Yeah. And I didn't know that one. I didn't know that a long time ago. And re- I was talking to the realtor that sold the house, and she said, "Oh no, that's you know that's 
legally attached. And I thought, huh? Becomes part of the property right. and the land. Yeah. So would that be like um, an individual review and assessment over what is qualified as a fixture of the house that's attached to it and what can be unplugged and sold out in the estate sale? Yeah, you should have a professional help you evaluate that. Which, fortunately, we have one right here. If you dial him after the show at 210-409-1139, you can reach Mark Steffens and follow up on his estate sales that are available throughout the month. Or search for him on Facebook under Trash to Treasure. From Trash to Treasures. I actually tried looking for Trash to Treasure just alone on Facebook, and it pulled up so many other websites and pages. So it's from Trash to Treasure, that full word, from Trash to Treasure. Or a lot of times my ads are listed under my name, my personal. Mark Stephens. Yeah, my personal uh, okay, well, that's Facebook good. page because I'm old school, so I haven't quite figured out how to do the <laughs> the business Facebook page yet. Okay, well, if you have questions about setting up an estate sale uh, and why it's important to hire a, a real professional, you might want to look for Mark Steffens. Okay, next I want to talk about something else that's uh, useful for probate. If you are a surviving spouse or a minor child or an incapacitated adult child or an adult chi- an unmarried adult child living in the decedent's home, you might be entitled to a family allowance in lieu of exempt property. We just talked about the exempt property. If you'd rather have the family allowance then you can ask the court to order this property to be sold. So if there are things that don't fall under the family allowance, what kind of steps should people expect to take, or at least what resource should they reach out to about getting additional items added on? Well, if you're not the executor, you should stay in contact with the executor because you can ask the executor to sell some of these things and if they don't then you can ask the court and you might want to hire a probate attorney just to represent you as a beneficiary Um, but the family allowance in uh, Texas uh, in lieu of homestead would be 45,000 if you want a family allowance in lieu of exempt property then that would be 30,000 So this isn't going to make anybody rich. This is to help people during that first year when uh, the person has passed away and the executor or the administrator of this state is administering the estate to help them keep going. So now that we know what is in the estate and how you can sell it, let's talk more about what interesting things have transpired at estate sales. Tell us about um, some some of the people problems that might come up. As far as clients or customers? Customers. Customers. Um, the problems that we've had is, um, well, you have problems with theft. That's why I don't ever recommend a family doing it themselves because uh, 
You need somebody watching. You need somebody watching. A lot of times we have cameras watching them. Uh, And now, unfortunately, a lot of the companies and us, we've had to start carrying Uh a sidearm. Oh, good. Because we got robbed not uh, just for the, the... $30 $30 or $40 that was in the cash register because we keep all the other money somewhere else. Oh, well, else. now that we know that you're packing heat, we know that <laughs> <laughs> nobody's going to rob you. Yeah, well, a lot of other companies are now, too, because we were the we were probably the first, and now nine other companies got hit. Wow. And it's just, it's probably the same group. Who knows? Well, if you need additional ammunition, um, <laughs> I did. we did interview somebody who does stun guns and pepper spray. But we'll cover more situations that they can expect when dealing with customers at estate sales. If you stay on this channel here for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. We'll be right back after this commercial and stay tuned. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. It can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas, and we're live today with Mark Steffens of his company, From Trash to Treasures, learning about estate sales. And he was sharing with us some of the negative experiences that come when people try to do risky things and violate the integrity of having an estate sale. So what measures have you had to take again, Mark? Well, we've... a lot of times we have cameras. We've got enough help to keep an eye on people. But now I just don't know that, you know, we have, we are having to pack heat, you know, because we were robbed and they went and decided that other estate sale companies were an easy target too. So that's just one of the big pitfalls. I guess it's today's society i don't know i'm old school so what are some of the other issues that you run into when you're trying to have uh, an estate sale in a neighborhood with a homeowners association well a lot of the homeowners associations are 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 nice about it but uh and you should always talk to them hopefully before you talk to us uh, to find out if it's okay or what their rules are so we don't get jammed up with them. 
I mean, the majority of the time they're nice, but we've run across some others that were just horrible. And what are some of the horrible um, uh, restrictions that they impose on you? Well, most of the restrictions, even even some of the outlying city areas, but the HOAs mainly, you can't have any signs. Uh, we just had one that I... I'm now getting ready to do another house in that area. Actually, they were sisters living next door to each other. And they they basically told us no, 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 no. And I and I worked around it. And I got a I got a gate opener and luckily the house was close enough to that gate. I just kept opening that gate. <laughs> so so Eventually, I got around them and and worked with it, but you know these HOAs have to have to understand that these people are going through a grieving stage, and to treat a family this horrible, you know, over over a death in the family, and tell them no, you can't do this, you, no, you can't do that, after paying every month, who knows how much in fees. For, for something that's, you know, like this area I was telling you about. I mean, as of two weeks ago, they still had the Christmas decorations up in the neighborhood. I mean, that's a real good HOA to me. Yeah. And this family needs the money probably right. from selling these things, or they just need to clear out the house so that the house could be sold. Yeah, well, like my parents, I mean, we needed every all the we needed the money to to pay off their bills mm-hmm. because unfortunately, with my parents, they had a reverse mortgage, and you know they sold off their life insurance policy, so they left us with zip. So we had to sell everything, and if we if we 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 fought with their HOA, but we won. You know, in the long run, basically, I just told them, I said, what are we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to treat my parents like this after they've lived here since the new, the, since this area was developed? You know. And if you need an advocate, you might want to hire somebody with experience like Mark Steffens with, uh, from Trash to Treasures to help you get your uh, estate sale done and things sold and bills paid now if you've been paying attention in the show you should have a pen and paper now if not grab it as soon as you can grab your phone and take down this number 210-409-1139 is mark stephan's phone number where you can reach out to him for help on estate sales another reason to sell property would be because nobody wants it you know, there's uh, some estate, some families out there, they live all across the country, and even if the parents had collectibles that, that they wanted, they can't uh, ship that stuff all over the country. Yeah. I mean, when my parents passed away, uh, I had my three nieces come in, and they're in their they're in their. 30s 40s and professionals one's a lawyer one's a doctor and the first thing out of their ma- ooh, that's grandma's stuff no thanks 
you know. <laughs> and kids nowadays, you know, when I go when I go to a house and and visit with a client, I have to the first thing I have to tell them is your 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 crystal, your china, and your silver not your silver silver, but your silver plate isn't worth a dime because kids don't entertain like they mm-hmm. used to. Right. And like my like all my nieces, they're on paper plates. Yeah. They don't they do not entertain like my parents did. You know, my my my, parent, my father was a colonel and we did formal dining all the time. Which is a good thing for me because in my line of business, I can tell you, I can I know exactly what gla- what glasses, what what mm-hmm. forks, everything what's used and how to set a table. See? I have my workers now ask me, oh, what's that? And I'm like, it's a salt cellar. <laughs> that goes in front of every little, <laughs> every every place setting, oh, you wow. know, for individual salts. Huh. So, you know, it, it, times change, you yeah. know. So this, I want to take an opportunity to give a shout out for Karen because I know she's listening and she very, <laughs> feels very passionately about um, the in, inherited items and family heirlooms. And I want to take an opportunity to say that if you have family heirlooms, don't assume that your family is going to know why those things are important. Because like Mark said, uh, they the younger generations don't put as much um, value in in the sentimental value of things. And so you might have to tell people you might have to write a legacy letter to say this was Grandma Bertha's and she got it when she did this and say why it's important. Write a letter, put it with it, or put it on a sticky note or take a picture of it and put it in a scrapbook with an explanation about why it's important. Because a legacy isn't just the cash that you leave somebody. It might be the memory attached to some significant heirloom. That sounds like a great thing to start a memory journal. What are the things that you have that are precious to you? And start writing down what it was that was symbolic about it when you received it. Why did you hold on to it so long? And why should the other person care about it too? And now that the government has imprisoned us in our own homes, we have time to do these things. Exactly. Every day is a show and tell. (laughs) Okay, uh, Mark, you know uh, Marquardt Law Firm sponsors this show. And at Marquardt Law Firm, we focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and estate plans. And so we like to ask our guests about legacy. What do you think your legacy is going to be? I hope my legacy is going to be, well, he worked his tail off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm 66, and then I'm still going at it strong. So I hope my my nieces, you know, think of me as, God, he still worked till he was who knows how old, mm-hmm. you know, and did the same business. And I like doing this business because you have, to, you have to figure that every house you go into is different. It's like a museum, yeah. right? And, well, yeah, some are and some aren't, but... Each house has its own personality, and that's mainly why I got in the business in the first place. Because it's like, you know, you're not sit, you're not standing around in a nine to five job looking at the same wall every day, you know, mm-hmm. or something. You walk in and it's totally different. 
you know. Yeah, I like that. And that's why I like to go to bookstores because yeah. uh, books tell those different stories. Yeah. And you find a, a lot of books in these estates, right? Oh, yeah. A lot of books. A lot of sometimes old books, you know, first editions. You know, some are signed. You'd be surprised what's in a lot of these houses. I had a friend back in California who uh, they were going through their grandparents' house, and they had books that were 70 years old. It was an encyclopedia set, the full set. Oh, yeah, my grandparents had one of those, too. Uh, Before we wrap up today, is there anything that we left out, anything that you wanted to say that you haven't talked about yet? No, not really. Okay, well, let me tell a story about my legacy. Um, My daughter, Caitlin, and I, we like to go to the bookstores together. And so all the books that I collect over my whole life, well, I'm not ever going to get rid of those, right? So those books are going to be for her to deal with later. Um, Christiana, you're going to, or you or Joseph is going to have records? Well, I believe Joseph's legacy is actually what he inherited from his father. About a good three quarters of his albums that he has already were from his dad, and the other quarter were from the records he started collecting over his years. And that's one of the things we're trying to figure out is how are we going to make sure that they either get put up for value or make sure they stay in the family and that they're treated correctly. I love listening to his records when he puts them on. My own legacy is having curiosity and interacting and learning what other people's stories are by asking the who, what, when, where, and especially the why. If I can understand the why, it helps me connect a little better with that person and their own mindset and personality and learn how to adjust understanding it. And you're also doing a COVID-19 journal, right? I am. I was a little late on Friday. I did take my pictures. I still have to edit them. And don't worry if you're if you're in my pictures, I'm putting <laughs> smileys on you. But what I'm trying to do is take a journal of every day what the bus systems look like. And I did get to take a picture that the buses are completely covering that transit fare box where you pay so just don't even (laughs) don't crowd together just form a very spacious line and you'll get onto the bus until april 1st stay put for inputs from them but we'll be back next saturday when we come and talk about uh international laws with our new guest ivan ramirez Ivan Ramirez. I'm so sorry, Mr. Ramirez. Ivan Ramirez will be here with us. But thank you so much, Mark, for joining us this morning, taking time away from your estate sale. His number again, 210-409-1139. But we will be back here at 11 o'clock next Saturday morning here on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. Stay tuned for our Facebook live streams every Saturday when we can. We'll be back. 